Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We, of course, have been going through this doctrine of our union with Christ. Off the air, Russ, you said, I'm going to steal your thunder. <laughs> that, that's fine. You said that... Uh, for you, this doctrine of the union of Christ is, you think, the most important doctrine for why you love and embrace Reformed theology? Is that how you said it? Close enough, yeah. Yeah, okay. it is. So, so explain that statement. I, I, I grew up in a good home. I grew up in a good church. I grew up in a church that preached God's Word. But there was something missing, in the, and I think what was missing was this, this understanding of that who I am is – is solely because of whom I belong to and whom I'm in, that from the very foundation of the world, the Father chose me in Christ to be his own, that to try to understand why does God love me? I, I can't get, because he does. And because he does, and I can't explain why, he chose me in Christ to be his own. And I can't do anything that can change that identity. So my, who I am, my identity is not wrapped up in my performance. Um, how well I live, how well I, I, I'm, I'm a father or a husband or do the work throughout the week, my identity is in Jesus Christ. And he equips me for the work that he wants me to do. He empowers me um, as I'm in union with him and communion with him, John 15. I, I'm enabled to live out the life that I'm supposed to. And so what he calls me to do, he equips me to do. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful, freeing relationship. And I know that I have all of these benefits because they were earned by Jesus Christ who was perfect. Well, this, and that can't change. This whole union of Christ um, is, is such, so practical because it tells us who we are, as Russ is speaking about, why we're here, which again Russ is referred to, where we're headed, and how we're going to get there. Uh, it's all wrapped up in this, the whole understanding of our union with Christ, which me, makes the good news so um, applicable to everything that we're doing. Um, but it's so easy to get wrong. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so easy to, to, to go astray in this, and we're kind of circling back, but I mean – if you look at it, so often Christianity boils down to the message of Christianity is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. we, I think you guys uh, were refer referring to some of the illustrations of our union with Christ in um, an earlier broadcast. And uh, you know, Paul speaks of marriage as being uh, an illustration of that. He says this is a profound mystery. Uh, I'm talking about Christ and his church. He's saying that the relationship that the church has with Christ is like a marital union. And 
Martin Luther actually took up this whole imagery, um, when, and this was part of the whole um, – it was articulated in the Reformation. He he used marriage to explain the gospel to the world, and he said it's. He did that in a book called "The Freedom of the Christian." And he said, "What is happening is this: it's rather like a story of a great king marrying a harlot, and what happens is this harlot can't make herself the great king's wife by anything she does or." by her performance, but by his wedding vow, she becomes his. And he says to her, all that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. And so he gives to her the status of royalty and all that is his, and she turns to him and says, all that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. And so the poor sinner shares with King Jesus all her sin, all her death, all her damnation. And when Luther had articulated this, he said, therefore, the sinner can consider his sins in the face of death and hell and say, I have sinned, yet my Christ, who is mine, has not sinned, and all his is mine, and all mine, my sins, my death, my damnation is his. Amen. I get everything that he has. You know, he's mm-hmm. made this life-changing assurance that I can know him as my, my uh, know the Father as Abba mm-hmm. Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at the conference this year, you know, that the message on our union with Christ is first. And then the and assurance. Then our assurance in Christ flows from that. Absolutely. And, and so. And uh, then our obedience and to Christ. And our obedience. Also, yeah. And our future. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it all flows yeah. from union yeah. with Christ. Yeah. Who I am, what, why I'm here, and right. where I'm headed, and how I'm getting there. So, so dear believer, um, maybe consider this. If you're struggling with your assurance of your salvation, go back to the union with Christ. Study that doctrine. You, you can't gain assurance. It's not like this mystical gas that flows from you to God. God speak to us. God speaks to us as rational creatures. He wants us to enjoy the truth about Him. So, if your assurance is is paper thin, go back to your, your union with Christ. But I would also say that if you're struggling with obedience. You can come back to your union in Christ and say, pray, pray to God about these things and say, Father, in me, I, I, I don't have a desire to obey. Uh, the, the call of the flesh is stronger than my will to resist. But in you, I, I have a strength. In you, I can have a new affection that's created that's stronger than these temptations, that's stronger than this sin. Um, so you don't have to live in in bondage. You you can find freedom in Christ. Um, and so often we can get trapped in this in this treadmill of of saying, "Well, I just need to try harder. I need to do more." And I, you're going to continue to live frustrated lives. Freedom comes from understanding what we possess in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then living out of of that reality, um, because I'm in Christ, I can say no to sin. Because I'm in Christ, I can walk in obedience. And and you really have to to grab yourself by the scruff of the neck and say no. The grace of God has allowed me to say no to sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm going to say no. Yeah. Through the the power of the Spirit of Christ. Amen. I, I want to circle back to something that I mentioned in one of our earlier shows on, on this subject that, uh, that goes to our assurance and knowing that we are in Christ. Uh, when Jesus was baptized, and uh, the Gospels tell us that when uh, 
when John the Baptist uh, baptized his cousin Jesus and Jesus came up out of the water, the voice of the voice of the Father from heaven said, you are my son. God said to Jesus, you are my son, my beloved, or you are my son whom I love. In you I am well pleased. Now, believer, because of your union with Christ, because you are united to him, you can actually, this seems very daring, but it's profoundly true. You can hear that voice speaking to you. You are united to Christ. His life is your life. The voice of the Father says to you, you are my beloved child. More than that, in you I am well pleased. You know, we sometimes go through life with this burden that I'm, you know, I, I let God down every day. And you can, and it's possible, and very, very often happens, we live below the promises of God and we struggle along through the Christian life thinking I'm perpetually somehow letting God down. No, God is well pleased with you. Mm-hmm. Nothing can erase that truth. And so live in the, live in the boldness, Christian. Uh, live and, and seek to be conformed to the likeness of Christ in the boldness of that promise that in you he is well pleased. That's right. I want to finish the, the program and, and really this series with just this, this last question, which is uh, how do we functionally undermine the doctrine of our union with Christ within evangelicalism. So how do we functionally undermine the doctrine of our union with Christ within evangelicalism? I think one of the ways we do it is by making Jesus only an example. So everything is outside of us instead of Christ living in us, where that's where the power comes from. Right. And so, so we make him an example. So um, merely an example. Merely an example. He is an example, but merely an example. We don't re- recognize the fact that um, you know it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's it's His Spirit within that gives us the that power. Everything that we need for life and godliness has come to us through that knowledge of Him. That's right. Um, so we have that Him dwelling in us. Uh, so that's so one way to that's to, one. It's just making him a mere example. Russ, what do you think? How do we functionally undermine the doctrine of the union with Christ? I, I really think it goes circles back to what we talked about before. We want the benefits without Christ. Yes, mm-hmm. um, people are very fine with having heaven, but they don't want the Christ of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, they want all of these external things, but the real um, hub of the Christian. Faith. What we talked about yesterday is knowing Jesus Christ, and from that flow the benefits. Yeah. Um, but so often, I think we want the benefits without. Yeah. We just want to punch their ticket for eternal life, but yeah. that's it. So he, here's one of the. This is what Sinclair Ferguson said in his book, The Whole Christ, and maybe you can respond to this, Phil, because I haven't called on you yet. <laughs> that there is a subtle way we can become insensitive to the difference between offering the benefits of Christ and offering Christ himself. Hmm. Subtle difference in the way that we can offer the benefits of Christ and offer Christ himself. Yeah, and that that is true. And sometimes, and, you know, uh, perhaps perhaps every one of us in this room as pastors has, has been guilty of this, of sure. presenting the, the benefits of Christ rather than Christ. 
And uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul in uh, Philippians chapter 3 when he says that um, the, my, the goal of his life is to be found in Christ and that I may know him. I'm, I'm in 310. The, Paul, you might say this is the purpose of his life. This is his life mission statement, that I may know Christ and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Um, let's not lose, and, and it was, that's a wonderful, wonderful caution coming from Sinclair Ferguson. But it's uh, not either or, of course. Yes, yeah. we, we are. We, yeah, we will receive the benefits of Christ. Praise God. Uh, but the gift of that the, the center of Christianity is knowing Christ. Yeah, Michael Horton has written: there are no gifts that we receive from God apart from Christ, and His work is inseparable from His person. It is impossible to receive the benefits of Christ apart from Christ himself. So I think we see a lot of easy believism today. I mean, you know, in sharing the gospel with people out in culture, they'll say, oh, I I believe in Jesus. And my next question is, oh, oh, great. Where do you go to church? I don't, what do you mean? I don't go to church anywhere. And, And of course, and then I say, well, Jesus said, if you love me, which you're claiming by you're saying you believe in him, you'll keep my commandments. And that's a perfect example. It's like, no, I punched my ticket. I got the benefits. I, don't bother me with this person, Jesus, and his demands mm-hmm. on my life. And also related to this is people try to live out the Christian life without the power of Christ. I mean, we really, I don't, I'm pretty confident that we really don't truly believe what he said in John 15, that apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. And he really does mean you can't do, you can do nothing. Right. So we have to realize that the benefits not only flow from Christ, but also the power um, of the Christian life flows from Christ. That's right. We've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope you've enjoyed this series on our union with Christ. If you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can find out all the details about our upcoming conference. That's November 8th and 9th. The theme this year is In Christ Alone. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to ReformationBoise.com. That's ReformationBoise.com, and you can register there. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. We pray that you would go to church this Sunday and worship with the Lord's people. We'll see you next time. 